Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I created a space where we can celebrate the unsung and the undervalued. A place where we focus on the many talents and influences from women within the culture. It hopes to inspire women everywhere to overcome adversity in a male-dominated world. Welcome to Woman in Hip Hop. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jazzy Bell, here with Woman in Hip Hop Podcast. And I am joined by a special guest today. She's going to be flipping a script on me. You know, she's going to be interviewing me. Her name is DJ Liquid. You know, she's doing her DJ thing, and she's also part of my um podcast partners over at Double Elvis, so I'm very excited to be speaking with her today. How are you, DJ Liquid? I'm doing well, Jazzy Bell. Thanks for having me. I've been excited about this all week. Um, I'm a fan of yours as a DJ. I love the content that you put out for women in hip-hop, and I'm excited to be a part of your team. Uh, Wearing my other hat as marketing director over at Double Elvis, we needed this content, and we want you to keep pushing and shining and doing what you do, girl. So I'm excited to flip the mic around today. So I can ask you some questions for a change. (laughs) So let's just jump right into it. So um, before I go into just the regular questions, Jazzy Bell, I'm immediately thinking you must be a big OutKast fan. Everybody says that. Yep. (laughs) The Love Below or Speaker Box? Which one? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm a Love Below. Okay. I hear that prototype. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Yeah, I, I'm a huge Outcast fan. So, like, automatically, I was I was drawn to the podcast. And I saw the host Jessica. I'm like, oh, she must love some Outcast too. <laughs> Although I didn't get my name from there, people think that. I okay. Do. But if I really had to pick an Outcast album, it would be the first one. Southern playlist. Southern playlist. Cadillac, funky, funky music. music. Like, yes. I'm a, a OG girl. But yeah. um. Of course, I love I love Outkast. Did you know that Players Ball was a Christmas song? It's a Christmas song. That's one of the small little known facts of Southern Playlistic. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good hip hop fun fact. That's, that's, that's right. a hip hop fun fact for sure. For sure. <laughs> All right, girl, let's jump into it. All right, so episode 39, I was listening to your interview with April Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, and y'all had a discussion about finding your tribe and your New York journey. So tell us about your women in hip hop tribe. And also tell us about your journey from Detroit to New York to where you are now. All right, it's a loaded question. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll, I'll start with the um, second half of your question. As far as my journey from Detroit to New York. Um, 
started off very, very young. I'm still shocked that I left the house at 19 years old. I think about that and I'm like, will I do that again? Hell yeah, I would. But I probably would be a bit more humble because I don't know, I thought I had it all figured out. Um, initially, I wanted to be a rapper myself. A few people probably don't know that, but that's where my love of hip hop came from. And that's why I started this podcast. But at 19, me and my best friend moved to New York in hopes of trying to be the next salt and pepper. I love that. <laughs> we felt like it was a void, you know, in the industry when it came to female um, groups. So shout out to the City Girls, because I think they're doing an amazing job. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, and so, you know, moving to New York at 19 with $5,000 in my pocket, I thought I was rich. I thought I was popping. I thought I was lit. After maybe three months, New York will humble you and realize five thousand is more like five dollars. And so I got broke really quick. Um, my hip hop dreams I put on hold because I just had to get a nine to five. I had to survive, you know, in yeah. New York. Yeah. Uh, and during that time, unfortunately, me and my uh, partner in rhyme and my best friend departed. Uh, ways and she went back to New York and I stayed, I'm sorry, she went back to Detroit. I ended up staying in New York and I just tried to find a way to stay within the culture, within the industry. Yeah. And then I got into radio and I started working at uh, Shea 45, Sirius XM, co-hosting there, did that for about four years. And during that time while I was interviewing these artists, predominantly hip-hop, male hip-hop artists, I would ask them, you know, of course, like, what's your top five dead or alive? You know, we have to ask that question. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, there will rarely be a female mentioned. And I was like, you know what? That's weird because my top five consists of damn near all females, you know? Right. And so right. I knew then that there was a void that in media that didn't really focus and represent for the women in hip-hop and tell their stories and tell you know, how they came about, like what I'm mm. telling you about me and just focusing on their talents. And so Women in Hip Hop Podcast was born. And ever since 2017, you've been lit. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I mean, you bring up a good point. It Hip hop has always been a male dominated industry, but the voices of women have like echoed throughout that history slash history, you know. Mm-hmm. And for you to, um, I read this on your website, um, that you wanted to amplify voices of black women and you put it, um, Oh, for, and you want, you want girls to be self-sufficient mm-hmm. and confident through the lens of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Just break that down a little bit more for us. Good question. Yeah. Because you know, you have some girls and women out there that's probably not a fan of hip hop. Like I am, you know, whether they didn't grow up in it or it just wasn't, they didn't take a liking to the culture. But what I try to enforce and promote to the women out there, I say, you know, just listen to these women's stories. You know, when I interview these women, like you mentioned earlier, April Walker, who is, you know, an icon in fashion, but in hip hop fashion. And when you listen to their coming of age story, then you realize that you guys have more in common than you think. Hip hop is just the backdrop to their story. Mm. But their story mm-hmm. is their story. You know, there are women just like you. I don't care if you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, police officer, or whatever. Um, you know what it's like being in a world where they call this is a man's world. You know what, what it's like to being being treated as if you're not equal because you're, you're a woman. You know what it's like being considered second class because men are considered smarter or better. They get 
higher pay than you and you're doing just same amount of work. You better talk about it. You know, that they do. So I say listen to the podcast and listen to the lyrics and listen to their stories and understand that you guys have more in common. You guys will be more self-sufficient because that's what they promote and they promote promote leadership and they promote, you know, being fearless and being authentic. And that's what I want every woman out there, regardless of your background, to know that you can do that too. And correct me if I'm wrong. The thing that I loved about April Walker, and I didn't know that, like for her to be someone to work with, not one, but two legendary icons, mm-hmm. Biggie and Pac, and to like have that personal relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with her going into launching Walkerware, was it true that she had to keep herself behind? She kept, she didn't like forthright come out and say, this is my brand type thing because she was worried about backlash for her being a woman fashion business owner. Like I, it blew my mind, you know? She was worried about not being taken seriously. She was worried Mm -hmm. about not being respected. Although the people that knew, knew like the Tupacs and the Biggies and the EPMDs and the Run, uh, Run DMCs of the world, all of these men knew, but she didn't want to promote it to avoid being looked down upon, to avoid being treated as anything other than how she should be treated, and that's with respect. Um, and that was strategic on her part, and I totally understand. And eventually, you know, now that she's in the forefront, I think that's inspiring and stuff because just because you start off one way doesn't mean you have to end that way. To end that way. Yep. Yeah, and sometimes in this industry, it's chess, not checkers. And I think she was smart with doing that. It's just unfortunate that she had to. Mm-hmm. Speaking of having space for these women to tell their story, Sha Rock, yes. she was feeling some tea, girl. She's so I wasn't lovely. ready. <laughs> I was not <laughs> I ready. ready. <laughs> you saw my facial um, expressions. I was like, yeah. I was like, I listen, but I, I love the realness of it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, hearing stories like Sha Rock, right? So, and you know, she's recognized as the first female MC. So, I mean, like, it's literally the pioneers till now. Mm-hmm. Um, with all the women that you've interviewed, like, how similar are their stories, regardless of the decades, right? From 73 to now, 78 till now. Mm. Yeah. How are their stories similar? How are their stories similar? How are they different? I mean, like, how much has the industry changed or stayed the same when it comes to women MCs? Yeah, you know, it's similar because at the end of the day, they're all women and they're all trying to fight for their voices to be heard. That is still prevalent. That is still what's happening today. Um, What I do feel is different is that, of course, especially when we're talking about the mother of rap and being the first to ever do it. You know, it's definitely harder for her. A lot is on her shoulders. And, you know, she didn't have social media back then. She didn't have millions of followers. So she. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. 
It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. She was hitting the pavement, old school style, getting herself heard on her own merit without a manager, without any of the glitz and the glamours behind it. And I feel like now everything is so much about instant gratification, social media, and the booze, the breasts, the clothes, the cars, the Rolex. You know, it's just all about materialism yeah, and talent. But I just think back then it was all about your hustle. It was all about your grind. It was all about mm. your fighting um, in, in a sense of like, in the midst of the jungle, really getting dirty, like getting, like really getting out there, getting it in. Yeah, like that's that's hard. Remember, I remember back in the nineties, and even the early two thousands when I moved to New York. You know, when they had street team when people would put out posters, and you would yes, see ma'am. these kids in the, on the freeway putting up posters on the MDR on the West Side Highway. And I'm yes, like, ma'am. oh, they, mm-hmm. you know, really getting it in in the wintertime. You know, really doing it. Like they don't need that no more. You could just post a picture on Instagram, and it reaches millions of people all at once. So that's the difference. But one thing that I think will never be taken away is that these women are fighting in a male-dominated industry to be heard, to be respected, to be loved, and to showcase their talents because all of these women are talented in their own right. Mm -hmm. I love that breakdown. It actually made me um, think about radio and podcasting as Mm -hmm. well. Um, And you are someone who you've been on the radio, mm-hmm. you have your podcast, you're in various forms of media um, for indie artists, especially women indie artists. Like how, I guess today, how difficult or easy is it to take up those spaces? Because when you were talking about street teams, I immediately thought about gatekeepers like who who can afford a street team today right Mm -hmm. um radio the gatekeeper used to be the music director to some degree Mm -hmm. in new york i feel like it's i won't say there was a little more freedom because new york radio djs mix shows would have so much freedom for them to play whatever Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. you know um but then the internet came along and you can have your song on Spotify through DistroKid in 24 hours. So you're right there on the same platform as, as other folks. So, you know, when I think about women in hip hop podcasts, I'm like, wow, this is something that's needed. Mm-hmm. And someone like you can give that space because of your, your past, your, your accolades. You've been on the radio, so you've done all of these different things. So if you say, hey, check this person out, they're hot. People are going to do that. People are going to want to know who this person is. Mm-hmm. So when you think about that from an indie artist, especially for women indie artists, mm-hmm. how difficult or easy, because maybe I'm just bugging, how difficult or easy is that now for women indie artists as supposed to male indie artists to be able to get in those space to get in oh. those spaces? I mean, I think it's, honestly, I think it's equally as easy. And I put that like quote unquote easy because it's still all about the effort that you put out, right? Um, but overall, I think it's easier in comparison to, like I said, back in the day, because you have these platforms, like a woman in hip hop podcast that was created by me, you know? So the gatekeepers from back in the day, I feel like was in the way for a lot of the artists mm. to be heard, 
you know, whether it be because they was hating, maybe they didn't like you, you know, maybe you just wasn't their cup of tea. <laughs> but you right. have a demographic out there that wants to hear, you know, a soldier boy, or wants to hear a Kendrick Lamar, or wants to hear, you know, a Chica, you know, mm. and, you know, you could love an artist like a Chica and not and her not have to worry about getting the thumbs up from some of these gatekeepers from back in the day that really just focus on your appearance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. thank God for platforms like, you know, SoundCloud or social media even or podcasts, people like this creating podcasts like myself, for people to go out there and, and be heard and and to to be seen because that's what it's really about. Um and I think at this point, there's no room for you to feel like it's you're still being pigeonholed because there's so many opportunities out there. It's just really up to your hustle and what you really feel like, what you put into it. Don't be lazy. Don't be complacent. Go out there and get it because it's going it to get, get it. It could get yeah. done at this point. It could get this. <laughs> this makes for a great segue, actually, because um, I want to talk about the interview that you had with Rhapsody. Okay. So you had a conversation with Rhapsody about colorism and the concept of beauty in the entertainment industry. Mm. Um, you know, it, and it was a wonderful conversation. I mean, both of you were speaking to points and experiences that I think like every black girl at some point has felt that or has, mm. has been um, come in contact with someone discussing our appearance when it has nothing to do with our talent, expertise, or um, ability to take up space. Um, so, I mean, from then to now, okay, so we're going to fast forward to today. Um, I heard those same standards of beauty of what someone should look like or what it takes for a woman to sell records to go platinum, mm-hmm. multi-platinum diamond. 1994, DeBrat drops Funkified, and she becomes the first woman MC to go platinum. And we all remember, you know, DeBrat had the tomboy look. She was, you know, not the uh, traditional standard of what beauty was sold to us to, to appear to be. So now fast forward today, you do have artists like Tierra Whack, Young M.A., Opa, Rhapsody, who redefined that definition of, of beauty or, or what beauty concept should be, be it masculine or feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think that times have changed as far as how women can exist in the hip hop world, or do you feel like, you know, it's just covert now? No, I mean, yeah, times has definitely changed. And I love that you brought up the brat because the next episode of Women in Hip Hop focuses on the career impact and influence of the brat. Love that. And I speak about the brat so highly because she was the first female rapper to have an influence on me in my life. Mm. Um, Seeing her, uh, I just felt like she mirrored how I look at that time. Before it was the heels, before it was the hair and the makeup. What? <laughs> I was totally a carbon copy of the brand. <laughs> but even before she came out, that's how I looked. That's what happened. You know, that's what happens when you have Southern Brothers, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was just one of those things where seeing the brat really was important, even though she couldn't fully be herself. And she talks about that now, you know? So, of mm. course, things has changed because back then, you know, she knew that as far as her sexuality and um, liking girls, but she said in an interview recently that in the 90s, being gay wasn't popular. So that was something that she shied mm-hmm. away from. So now she's living her truth and, you know, 
Good for 30 her. years later. And, you know, I, I'm just as much as a fan now as I was then. But when you break up a person like Young and May or Chica, who I mentioned earlier, who's open with their sexuality, you see the shift there. You see the growth in that aspect, right? Because a Young and May, like the brass said, wasn't popular back then. But here she is now selling records, having, you know, dope songs that's like number one, you know, yeah. country and this, you know, and making all of these noise and this and all of this impact that these women have now, just being themselves and people not focusing so much on their beauty. However, with that being said, although we are coming a long way, there's still some ways to go because, mm-hmm. you know, to, to the tear wax of the worlds and the ones that you're mentioning, they are super talented and yes they are getting the recognition that they deserve because you got someone like Rhapsody that's nominated for Grammys and Very stuff like good. that but when you think mm-hmm. of like mainstream or you think about the promotion that some of these girls get I do see more of a focus on you know the Dream Dials or the Cardi B's or Megan Thee Stallion and all of these girls you know are talented in their own right but mm-hmm. I don't see their names getting mentioned as much as I would like to within the same context, like, or within the same conversations. It's almost like it's separate worlds in women in hip hop, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, maybe that's something that happens in, in hip hop when it comes to men too. I don't know. I don't think so because, you know, you got your conscious rappers. People will say, shout out to Common or Tyler Kualik and, you know, all of these people. And then it's like, right. you got the more commercialized rappers, and I'm just speaking more of the 90s because I love my 90s hip-hop. <laughs> like, you know, Jay-Z, yeah, right? The Jay-Z yeah. and the Nas and the Nellies. You know, those are more of the, the popular ones. But I, I feel like when I ask people their top fives, you can get a more diverse list of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that exists when it comes to women in hip-hop. I feel mm-hmm. like you will get Foxy, Kim, and, you know, and them. And then you will really, like, I feel like I have a great top five. Foxy. What's your top five? Kim. Well, Kim, Foxy, Eve, Lauren Hill, and Left Eye. You know? Those are good. That's a and solid Brad, list. I feel like she deserves to be in there. I just wish she stuck around. Honorary, honorary six. She's honorary <laughs> six. You know, then yeah. you got, you know, Missy Elliott, Kula You know what I mean? So you got one person, what? Like, Kula Latifah is all about Queen. I don't even think she probably put calling girls bitches in her songs, but you got Kim and Foxy, who's my faves, and this bitch all day. But I, I, I can I have a very much appreciation for them all. I just wish that the kids now can appreciate a Nicki Minaj and can also appreciate a Tierra Whack in the same breath. That's just that. something that I, I would love to see more of. Say it louder for the people in the back. Yes, you can appreciate <laughs> like, Nicki Minaj. You can and, love both. Appreciate a Tierra Whack. Is you know in the same breath. I just I just think what's happening is that um, their their taste of music isn't as diverse, and that's probably because the promotion isn't there, the 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 information isn't put in their face as much. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Totally agree with one hundred ten percent. Shifting gears a little bit, tell me about your book, Forty Eight Bars of Power. 48 bars of power. I know everybody's like, you keep talking about this book. When is it coming out? I need to know. (laughs) I need to know. (laughs) I'm working on it because I want to just, you know, put it out there. And for the people that really know me, like when I have my heart set on something like this podcast, like anything else I've ever done, I just put it out there. I'm not focusing on, you know, if it's perfect or 
you know, if this person is behind me or not, you know, I just follow where my heart goes, where my passion lies. One thing about this book, though, that has um, me holding back from putting it out there is now I have people that's interested in the book. I'm talking to a publisher right now. And so it's just, okay. <laughs> so it's like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> you know, we have to evolve. We have to step up. Okay. So <laughs> it's coming eventually. But one thing I can say about the book, if I could just break down, I guess, like the synopsis or the premise of the book is uh, 48 Bars of Power. Of course, it's a play of 48 Laws of Power, but bars, it represents women in hip hop. It represents the female rappers and 48 of my favorite bars for my favorite rappers. And what it does, I break it down in three chapters. So one chapter, one chapter is about love and relationships and you get 16 bars that focuses on that. And you get 16 bars that focuses on self-esteem and confidence. And you get 16 bars that focuses on faith and spirituality. And those are some of the things me growing up that I felt like I struggled with and I looked to these women in hip hop to help me navigate those spaces. So for instance, love and relationships, um, unfortunately I dealt with domestic violence. So when I heard a song like Love is Blind, it helped me realize my worth. It helped me realize I can get out of it or I should get out of it before it's too late. Okay. And so stuff like that is where I can promote those songs give a bar and give a personal story how that bar affected me so each bar comes with a story personal story for me on how they helped shape my life so 48 bars of power and you get 48 stories <laughs> i can't wait sending you love and healing for your experiences but also giving you flowers for your bravery and share i can't wait for the book so Keep those talks going. Get that yes. coin. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's coming. Okay. Reparationship is the best allyship. That's Y'all hold on to that on period. Reparationship okay. is the best allyship. Okay. And that's what it is. We can get into that another time. But um, yeah, I love that. I mean, I'm excited for your book. So, so congrats. Um, speaking of bars, hip hop, mm-hmm. everyone knows the four elements of hip-hop what's your honorary fifth element because it's always different i ask this question to everyone really yes yes so okay. i won't say what other people have said until after you say your honorary fifth but so i'm curious all, to let's know let's break down the four let's break so, down four so the four okay so we got um the obvious obviously one, M- MCing, MCing, right, rapping, right? right um Gotta have a DJ. DJ. Come on, DJ. DJ. That's three. Breaking, right? And then last but not least, graffiti. Graffiti. Yep. Graffiti. And that's the one that I always have to remind people of. Even myself. I was like, oh, yeah. 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 Because I used to be real close to a graffiti artist. They used to always have to remind me, I'm part of the fourth. I'm part of the culture. Please don't leave them out. Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Style Wars. But yeah. (laughs) Please don't leave them out, girl. Exactly. Okay. So if I was to give a fashion. That's okay. Yeah. So those are, I always hear fashion. The old school heads. 99.999% 99.999% will say knowledge. You got to have the knowledge. knowledge That's the, the honorary fifth. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then beatboxing, people will say sometimes is the honorary fifth, beatboxing. which I, I get that. I yeah. feel like that should be, that could be an honorary. Um, but yeah, fashion is another one. I feel like I read somewhere that beatboxing is actually part of it. I feel like certain things kind of like fluctuate. Overlap. Like, yeah, kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. But it got to be fashion for me because 
I felt like as a kid growing up in hip hop, I always mirrored hip hop like I always, oh. with my fashion. Yeah. And I feel like that's what the fashion um, industry does, period. You know, they mirror yeah. hip hop. So Absolutely. I feel like fashion and hip hop is one and the same. You know, so when you look at it's part of the culture. Yeah, it has to be the hat mm-hmm. to the back, the saggy jeans from back then, or even before then, the gold chains. And oh, now, Kangos. now yeah, the Kangos back then. So now where we are, it's like we're looking to see what hip hop is doing and fashion houses like Gucci, <laughs> okay, are mimicking what we did in the streets. Shout out to Dapper Dan. Dapper Dan. I'm so glad Dapper Dan's getting his flowers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, that goes to show why fashion should always be or should be the fifth element. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Fifth element. Fashion. Yeah. So tell me, where is the Jazzy Bell and women in hip hop brand in the next 10 to 15 years? Ooh. I was waiting for it. <laughs> it's like, when she going to do her sound? <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, I'm glad. Yes, come on. You already know. Um, 10, 15 years. You know, I like to live in the now. Okay. But I feel like my now will represent, you know, a, a smidgen of what 10 or 15 years do. I guess it's just whatever I'm doing now is going to catapult whatever's going to happen in 10 or 15 years. But I see, I always saw women in hip-hop podcasts being, um, a TV show. I, I, always, I always saw it, but, but that's something now, right? But I mean, you know, who's to say that it can't still happen in 10 to 15 years? It's kind of like the view. You see what's going on with the longevity of that. I would love mm-hmm. to have a woman in hip hop version of that. Mm. You have people like us within the culture that can discuss what's happening in the world, but from a woman in hip hop perspective, just coming from us in the culture. Yeah, but. Um, I see that. I see film. I see me doing stuff in the film industry as far as telling stories and documentaries and films that's in relation to women in hip hop. Yeah. Um, Cause it's funny, you know, I've been part of panels. I've been a part of documentaries. I've been a part of specials like on E! True Hollywood. The E! True Hollywood. I was going to yeah, ask yeah. about that. Yeah when they had the whole evolution of women in hip-hop and, you know, people were angry. They didn't talk about this. How they just going to skim over Little Kim? How they didn't even focus on, you know, this person, that person? I was like, bro, mm-hmm. it was a freaking 40-minute special. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but they're right, you know, and I want to be that platform to show and to get more in-depth and tell these women's stories as it pertains to women in hip hop and really go in, like why wasn't Foxy Brown mentioned? Mm. You know, that's something I don't understand myself, but I understand why her fans are outraged and I am too, because I'm, I'm a fan. And I, I know you're a big like, Foxy Brown fan. Like, like huge. <laughs> and to think that a lot of her contributions and her talents are being are being recognized is it's beyond it's crazy. Me, Her verse know? on affirmative action, was it mm-hmm. uh, The Firm? Hands down, one of the best verses ever, period. Not by a man or woman, just one of the best verses ever. Yeah, like even with her introduction to the world with Ashatcha back in like 1985 yeah. with everybody on that record. You know, she killed that to the point yeah. that I believe Ella Coochie had to go back in and do his verse over. And you know? I Yeah. So anybody can get emailed <laughs> to Boo or something. I don't give a Boo. Like, he, you know what I mean? So it's like Foxy, even to be co-signed by, like, the likes of Jay-Z, 
know, yeah. and him being the biggest and Nas artist and Nas, you know, yeah. and AZ and yeah, like, you like know, these like, are like the biggest rappers back then, you know, even I mean, till now, arguably, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you're absolutely right to get co-signed by two legends or how we regard them. What's up, everyone? Stacey Ike here from the Human to Human podcast and Recovering Perfectionist. If you're looking to explore your interpersonal relationships, have a safe space to reflect without shame and deep dive into the many layers of being human, then come hang out with me on the Human to Human podcast where I go deep with your favorite celebrities, tastemakers, and thought leaders. Be sure to check out and subscribe to Human to Human with Stacey Ike. That's the number two, not the word two, brought to you by the Revolt Podcast Network. I'll see you there. As, as legendary for their skill, she should be getting more accolades than she does currently. Like, you know, she should definitely be mentioned in people's top. So I love the fact, I'm like, you bring up Foxy a lot. Cause um, even in your conversation with her celebrity, I was talking about Foxy a bit mm-hmm. and how she would switch up her rapping sometimes. But I, yeah, I totally agree with that. Hands she down. Open me up, a, a young black girl from Detroit in the Midwest, opened me up to different cultures. I didn't know mm-hmm. nothing about what a Trinidadian was, you know? I didn't, you know? And so. Again, culturally, she's so influential in the fact yeah. that she, she doesn't get the praise she deserves. I would love 10 to 15 years from now, women in hip-hop to be the platform to give women like her her flowers and to do a yeah. documentary on a person like her, you know, on the Shy Rocks of the world and Roxanne Shante and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I want to be the go-to place for anything um, inconsistent women in hip-hop. I love that. I mean, you brought up a good point, too, because Black is not a monolith. Like, hip-hop is can be a cultural lens for the Black experience globally, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love that you brought that up as well. This is leading into one of my last couple questions. I only got a couple more for you. Not going to hold you too long. I know you're a busy woman. Um, <laughs> so in leading into that, um, I saw your feature with Samsung, which was amazing. Um, but you said that creating is your lifeline. So... In another lifetime, if Jazzy Bell isn't hosting content, creating media mogul, your current lane now, in another lifetime, how would Jazzy Bell be creating? How would I be creating? Creating is definitely my lifeline, though. <laughs> um, so I would definitely still be creating. And I just, you know, just even to, to be on that, because with, with creating, why I feel like it's my lifeline, because I just... I always feel alive. Like right now I feel alive doing this with you, you know, mm-hmm. creating mm-hmm. and whether it's an interview, whether it's writing my book. Um, I just feel alive. And it's times where I feel like when I'm just chilling and I'm not being as productive, I find myself just, I don't know. I hate to use the word mm-hmm. depressed, but I just don't feel, I don't feel alive. You know, mm-hmm. and the way for me to really get out of it is when I when I'm doing what I love. So I just remember it just hit me when you said that, like creating is my lifeline. So um, that's actually what I mean by that, because I just like what I do. I love what I do. I like to work. I like and, and I have to be consistent in that because it just thrives me. If it, it feels almost like if it um, fulfills a void or. Like it, it, it sparks something in me, like a fire, right? Mm-hmm. And and, and it's, if this flame blows out, then it's just kind of like, wait, I need to create something because I feel bored or I don't mm-hmm. feel good, you know? And 
and that's just something that um I don't know if it's good or bad, but <laughs> it's good. Keep keep shining, keep the fire burning. <laughs> so I just love to create. I mean, even after this interview, I got um because I'm I know that I'm going to be in the zone of creating, mm-hmm. so I already have something else lined up for me to do because this is what I love. But I love children so much, and I just feel like I will be creating something for children to do to keep them motivated to keep them happy to keep them creative because i just feel like the children is our future <laughs> so i heard that somewhere it. before <laughs> no, maybe not this, this, this beautiful woman named whitney Houston, <laughs> right my favorite artist but no i just really want yeah you know what and you know that's something that i will probably end up doing like a nonprofit or something i don't know but i would mm, want to create something I see, yeah yeah, I would love to create something for like women and children yeah. to feel safe and to have a place where they can feel like they're safe, they can escape here, they can create and know that they're they're good here. So that's something I would love to do, whether it's creating educational programs for women and children, but in that space, something within that space. I love that. You use the word space a lot. And I feel like I have this quote where I just always say, I believe in the black femme future. And I think you are a part of that future. You are doing it now in the present. And um, I'm a huge fan of Afrofuturism and it's a, a metaphor to some degree, right. For taking up space. Like, yeah, we want to shoot into outer space and be great and all of those things, but we want to take up space here on earth too. And you are someone that not only takes up space, but gives space. So kudos and thank you to you for that. that. So yes, Black Femme Future, Jazzy Bell. DJ Liquid said it first. (laughs) (laughs) I created a space where we can celebrate the unsung and the undervalued. A place where we focus on the many talents and influences from women within the culture. It hopes to inspire women everywhere to overcome adversity in a male-dominated world. Welcome to Woman in Hip Hop. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. 